are the Hairy Bikers. I'm Dave. And I'm Sai, and in a few minutes, with a magical sprinkling of fairy dust, we will be transformed into the Agony Uncles. Here to solve your trials, your tribulations, whether they're matters of the heart or of the kitchen. And sometimes, in the kitchen especially, you need all the help you can get when you're cooking. This is why Sai and I really love meter. No, not gas or electric meter, but no. meter, M-E-A-T-E-R. If you've not heard of meter, it's a wireless meat thermometer. It's the future. So you stick it in your roast and use the meter app to see how it's doing to perfection. You see, that's it, isn't it? It's great because you can see the meat temperature on your phone while it's cooking. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> not us. But then we tried it and it was brilliant because fundamentally you leave nothing to chance and it's an idea it works on the oven but also works in a barbecue works in a frying pan it even works in an air fryer so basically if you use meter you'll have the confidence to cook like dave and i or a professional right so i think we've established meter is great yes well. now as they're sponsoring the agony uncles podcast they've done you a favor because as one of our listeners you can get a meter for a fabulous 20 percent off it's an exclusive offer for agony uncles listeners that's 20 percent that's that that's 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 more than 15 which is always good and it's easy to get your 20% off because you just go to meter.com. That's go to meter.com, which is spelled M-E-A-T-E-R, as in meat, uh, and use the code hairy20 to get 20% off anything in the meter range. You see what we did there? It was good that day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And it's great that Meter are working with us because we genuinely do love their products. So go and have a look at the shop online and use Hairy20 to get that money off. So posing the problems today, it's Jeevesy. Hello. 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 I should point out that for this particular podcast, because there are different combinations of when Cy and Dave are together, me and Tash have been together in the same room. This time it's a new one. It's Cy and Tash in the same room together. How did this happen? <laughs> How did this happen? It's worrying me. It's a, <laughs> I know what it's like. Oh, oh it's my turn next. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a torrid affair that we've been rumbled and we've just got out of Ooh. our our shower. Oh, I know, we? it's been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, save me. Save me, Dave. Oh, right, it's okay. No, you're, you're a grown woman. You can, you know. Make yeah. mistakes. No, make you've made your bed. You've made your bed. You can lie in it now. Oh, we didn't bloody make it. I can tell you. It doesn't make it. Bed. <laughs> no, you're in a hotel. You've got a maid, haven't you? Oh, I've got a maid. Well, that's you, Posh Tash. And yeah. here she is, the diamond in the rough, the marzipan on your Christmas cake, the gilt on your gingerbread. It's Posh Tash. Hello, hello. hello. But you hello. just reminded me, I promised to make my Christmas cake. Oh, yes, I was going to ask how it was going. I didn't do it. I didn't oh. do it. I didn't stir it up. I went to oh. Birmingham instead. I'll do it what? next weekend. Where did Christmas you go to Birmingham? Birmingham? Do you want to know what I was doing? I went to the Arnie Schwarzenegger Festival. The what? <laughs> the Arnie Schwarzenegger Festival. Cut. It comes every year. I'll be back. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't tip up anywhere. It's another story. But yes, I did what? go. There's a lot of lycra and a lot of funny shaped bodies, I can tell you. 
Oh. Right. What do you do at an Arnold Schwarzenegger festival? You you hope to be a bodybuilder, so there's all sorts of shapes and sizes. The best bit is there's this statue of Arnie, a big bronze one, in the middle of the whole of the NEC, and people queue up very normally to go and have a photo taken with it. But they're fully dressed in their tracksuits and their coats, and then they get to the statue and they suddenly just strip off, and then they pose like Arnie. What's that pose? I can't do it. They do that mad pose. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. And they do it in their bikini or their buggy budgie smug. And then nice. they put their kit back on and off they go. It's brilliant. It is brilliant, actually. <laughs> a lot of really? protein powder I came home with. Whey powder. Why? <laughs> Why? Oh, you, 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 coming. Well, not you fit anywhere. Do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it, was, it was work. It was work. I wasn't looking. I wasn't there in my lycra. <laughs> Thank God for work. That. Yeah, so, it was work. Intriguing. Maybe we should next. ask. <laughs> maybe we should ask later on what what, what was happening. Yeah. The bizarre anyway, they've agreed world of to have you next year as long as you only wear the yellow sparkly ones. <laughs> Actually, to be listen. Fair, he's got a pair then. <gasps> oh, listen. That we've no. I swore blind after I saw my ass when we were in that in, in Finland in that sauna. I was running into the lake. No nudity post sixty. I'd saved the nation. Uh, Dave, get that jingle finger waggling, dude, and let's go. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. Well, in the Agony Uncle's hairy hall of help this week, Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you're going to be sprinkling your solutions over these worries and woes. We have, are the salad days over? It's a fix-up. My fantasy fancy man. And in confidential corner, the wine wanker. But first we're going to start with are the salad days over? This comes from Kieran, who says, Dear uncles and Tash, I have a problem with salad vegetables and what I perceive to be their complete lack of taste. You see, I buy my salad, lettuce, tomatoes, cucumber, all the usual suspects from whichever supermarket I'm nearest to at the time. But this year... Especially, I've noticed they seem to become ever more tasteless. Unless I buy expensive little tomatoes, the big normal ones seem to taste like mushy water. Cucumber tastes like mushy water. I don't think it's my taste buds failing, as I can taste other things well enough. Are there other shops where I can buy tastier versions of salad vegetables, or are salad vegetables just getting less tasty? I don't want to spend a fortune. I just want a salad full of flavour. Is it just me, Kieran? Over to you. No, Kieran, you're right. I do believe that a lot of supermarket vegetables, especially the tomatoes, if they're cheap, they've been forced, they are full of water. Mm. And it's like the, those, some of those big beef tomatoes. You grow them, they taste amazing. You can stuff them, do what you like, they're lovely. A lot of the supermarket ones, it's cardboard. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you, yeah. you try and make a tomato sauce for your pasta with a lot of supermarket tomatoes, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's why you end up buying tin, because they're, they're better. And, and you know what, honestly, Kieran, the most it, it's a really simple fix. Go to your local fruit and veg shop because they're mostly independent. And if they've been there for a while, they've got a good history and a good relationship with the wholesalers and uh, and they'll get the pick of the best. And it's it's way less expensive than supermarkets. And it's a bit like a butcher, isn't it, Kingy? If yeah, you've got exactly. a good butcher, you get a relationship. I, I've got a veg man near me, and I, I love going down there, but he talks me through. And, I mean, I, I was about to buy some runner beans, which I love, English runner beans, not the little tiny Kenyan ones, which, right. again, a lot of the times, by the time you've flown from Kenya to here, they look pretty, but they taste of nothing. Good English runner beans, great. Beautiful. And and the, 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 the veg man said to me, he went, mm, they're on the last legs. 
And I went, oh, I so I put them back. But there again, you see, seasonality. And I hate it the way, like on BBC food programmes, you tend to use these buzzwords like seasonality, location. And, um, but actually, seasonality is important. And the veg man saw, put my runner beans down. And he went, but the celeriac's amazing. And I, I, I did, I bought the celeriac, the cauliflower. The cauliflower's as big as a gorilla's oh, they're, head. They're, we, well, we bought one when it was yeah, we did, last week. It was absolutely epic. And they're still bang on. And yeah. um, But again, the celeriac, and I made Sunday roast yesterday. I decided it was an autumnal Sunday roast. So I had some, uh, I, I got the celeriac, I boiled it, uh, pureed it with uh, salt, pepper, butter, and on the top, I fried some wild mushrooms on top. And, that was that. and then I had that with cauliflower. And I called it my autumnal Sunday roast. But again, it was that relation with him. Um, you know, it was so nice to be able to go there. And it was cheap. It was yeah. probably cheap in the supermarket. Definitely cheap um, in the supermarket, yeah. The tomatoes always taste uh, more tasty when they're on the vine, though, even if they're in a supermarket. That's what I find. Is that it? Yeah, there's I think something about keeping them, not picking them yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably. Yeah, I find that even in a supermarket that they're more tasty on the vine, that's yeah. for sure. So if you haven't got a local fruit and veg, everybody's got a local fruit and veg yeah. shop. You just got to hunt it out. Or a stall. Not necessarily. Where I go, it's a stall in, on, on a market. And um, it's about chatting as well. And, um, you, you know, and having the comments to say, are your tomatoes any good? Yeah. And a good person, because they want you to come back, will go, I'd leave them for now. Yeah. Um, unless, you know. you're doing, unless you're doing this with them or that with them. They'll always, that's the great thing, isn't it? Because you have that mm. conversation and you make, you know, you'll go, oh, they're great for chutney. But yeah. that's it, didn't yeah. make a tomato. So, you know, it's all of that. It's... It, yeah, you just want to have that relationship, and 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 it's ever more important, actually, given given the ridiculous crisis that we find ourselves in with 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 the cost of living, to get those relationships going mm. again, because it's you so know true. it's fair, it's so important that because it just helps everybody in your community that yeah, way. It's supporting local business, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. And you get that relationship, you go back, you I mean, you keep them alive. I think that's so true. I, our greengrocer, I do go down to a local. I, you tease me, farmer's market. But actually, we have got a greengrocer on the road, but he is on the main road. I mean, it's a huge, busy road. And I do go and go, I chat to him, and he's lovely. But I kind of think they are covered in fumes off the M3 mm. coming out of London. <laughs> oh, gosh, I, yes. I go home and really scrub, scrub them. them. Yeah, really yeah. scrub well, them. Well, that's okay. I mean, really, really, unless unless it's, unless it, unless they're organic, you should be washing all of your veggies, true, really. True, um, yeah. I do. I wash them Well, all. do you remember in Mexico, uh, Kingy, everything just a way of... It was just the way it was. Everything was washed in iodine. Yeah, everything. Well, I don't necessarily yeah. have to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, was, just yeah. for, for hygiene. That, actually. Yeah, yeah, just for hygiene. It was just just washed and so, so iodine in the water, and it didn't flavour anything. But it was just something mums did. You know, oh, did it colour it? Doesn't iodine yellow and it stains? No, no, there wasn't that much in, in it, was oh. it? it was just... No, it was like literally a dessert spoon in, oh, a, in yeah. about maybe two litres of water, wow. three litres of water. It was a Mexican fixer because we, we yeah. didn't have a home ec at the time, and. Um, and she just, you know, everything was washed like that before. Interesting. Um, I always remember as well, is one of the most disappointing things is, it, it was like the Dutch tomatoes that, that oh. you get in. And they're just forced in greenhouses and they're particularly tasteless. Now, I'm not dissing the entire Netherlandish nation, um, but they, they taste of cotton wool. Mm. And again, cucumbers, if they're forced, everything needs time and, you know, to, to grow. The best. And it's like strawberries out of season. You know, when you right. see that green top on a strawberry, forget it. 
But then you get a good English strawberry in the summer. Oh. It's a little taste of paradise. And um, those little scarlets. I grew some little scarlets. You know, the, the, the little the, ones. Oh, the little, oh my goodness me. They were mm. epic. Mm. So intensely strawberry. Yeah, proper flavour. Oh, I've got a question for you. So my youngest child, he loves, he, he loves his fruit and veg. Great. But he loves to eat strawberries with the green bit on top. It's his favourite bit. So we, he, oh. we never, ever take anything. We never chop it up or anything. He puts the whole thing in. Green and all. And he loves it. And I suddenly went, I don't no idea if that's good for him. <laughs> no idea if it's <laughs> extra right. vitamins. But it's for him, that's flavour. He can't have a strawberry without it. Oh, well, that's good. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, kind no. of contrasting. Yeah. Will he be all right with Dutch tomatoes then, won't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't know if it's good for him. No, the only good thing to do with green strawberries is to pickle them. Yeah. And they, they work really well. Tommy Banks... Michelin-starred chef yeah. is pickled green strawberries as a garnish to fish mm. and stuff. Wonderful. But, you know, why, why eat them when they're crap? You know, yeah. wait, for, wait for them to well, come Well, that's around. it. We've, yeah, and, and, that, and it's a treat, isn't it? Because everything is available all of the time, we lose that knowledge of seasonality and when to buy stuff, yeah. you know. And mm. our knowledge is gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it is, because it's, it's not about sustenance anymore. It's about... Uh, Cash and profit and loss, sadly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's gone. I think it's there. It's but there, it, yeah. but but it is worth chasing a little bit. And actually, when stuff's in season, there's a lot of it, and it's cheap. You mm. know, it's like when British strawberries in season, you see two big punnets for a fiver, and that's the time to gorge on strawberries, make your strawberry shortbread, and and that and as, as tomatoes. Oh, well, again, I think it's worthwhile if you've got a little bit of space, be it a balcony to grow your own that's when you taste the flavours. Yeah. And, you know, your, your Italian San Marzano tomatoes, they are stunning. They're beautiful. Um, but get the San Marzano seeds. You can actually grow your own. And pretend you're in Italy. You can't call them San Marzano or you'll get prosecuted. But they are. You just, just buy good seeds. Is there anything like, because like obviously salt brings out flavour sometimes, especially in tomatoes when you cook them and things. Is there, if, you, if you've gone to a supermarket, you bought yourself your really rubbish, watery tomatoes and you've worked it out too late... What do you do with them? Do you think it's chucking salt on them? Is it roasting them? What, what's the, what is the thing to bring the flavour out? Well, I, I, if, they're, if they're pants, I just, I, I literally roast, the, I roast them with, mm. with salt and olive oil. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then all the water kind of disappears. I, I, I roast them pretty slowly and then I'll turn them up for the last 10, 15 minutes okay. till they go really blistery and, and some parts of them are blackened. Like sunblushed almost. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do with them. But there's loads of different things you can do. Yeah, with yeah a bit of puree. To do, but we're talking about cooking them, but I think the big disappointment is when you you have your cheese and tomato sandwich. Oh, you yeah. know, it's not the same. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's not the same. But um, I anyway, Kieran, that's a pretty pretty uh, comprehensive <laughs> answer. I think yeah. so. But basically, we agree with you, mate. Yeah, but, we but, do. Um, <laughs> you need to get your backside into gear, and um, it's there to be found, and it may be cheap, cheaper than the supermarket stuff. Food. Makes everything better. Your next problem is called It's a Fix-Up. And this comes from Sarah, who says, Hey, you two, I've recently discovered your podcast. I'm currently binge-listening to all the episodes. It's absolutely brilliant. I did feel for Sai on a recent episode where Dave and the others were trying to fix him up. You see, I get this constantly from my friends, even to the point that they put in an application to a TV show called Married at First Sight without telling me. <laughs> no way! I told them all very firmly this would not be happening Ever. 
so my question is, can I stop them doing so while still remaining friends? I'm a big fan of both of you. I've met you a few times. I accosted you in Ely before your book launch for a picture, and you were both absolutely lovely. So thank you for that. Kindest regards, Sarah. Over to you. I remember that. In, I remember that in Ely. Do you say? I do. do you remember we'd had we'd had a little fracas with the publicist? Oh, <laughs> not 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 that, not that we're demanding, <laughs> but we hadn't eaten all day, and it was called Mark the publicist, wasn't he? He was, yeah. We named yeah. Yes, we name his names and he knows it. But we, we got on very well with him, loved him dearly. Yeah. Um, we basically were busy and we wanted something to eat. Now, a sandwich would have been good. And he actually came back with a plate of cucumber sandwiches. And so... That's we, all right, isn't it? No. Well, no. Not enough. No. no. We, we filled we, his underpants with them. Oh. No, we, we rolled... We didn't. We didn't do that. We never touched his pants. We rolled him on the grass, do you remember? We did, yeah, we we sat on him and rolled him around the lawn. Right, yeah. What's wrong with cucumber sandwiches? Well, like, it's not you, substantial, I get it. They're had delicious. Me, we had meat. Well, not if they come from the flame and supermarket. No, they're not. True. They're not very much. From, you know, water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. So they need single, some meat in it. Right. Yes, single. Oh, just tell them. Tell them to leave you alone. You're cutting your own groove in life. It's like when, you know, I, I always feel for people if a couple decide not to have children. And um, all, all the friends are going, mm, when are you going to, you know, are you hoping for a baby soon? <laughs> mm, not really. Let people off the hook. The fire alarm is about to be tested. Oh, I thought we were in the <laughs> airport. <laughs> oh, we're done. That was it. That was it, Kinky. You're not on fire. It's hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. It's all so hot. We've all seen those films. Ooh. Ooh. I've had to open the window. <laughs> Anyway, fire's out. We're all fine. Back to it. I thought it, was, it just sounded so weird. But I was thinking though, with single, I feel that we—it's fun because the people who are attached and they're a couple—they live vicariously through the conversation because secretly they might like to be going and flirting. And they want to do it again because that journey of flirting and finding someone is such fun. But I think people do it as a tease because they kind of want to go on the journey with you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he says, yeah, maybe not. I, I, well, it's just, well, I, I think, I mean, I think you might be, you've been a bit oversensitive, Sarah. It's just, it's just having a crack. They're your mates and they want to see you happy and that's it, really. You know, it's, it's, I think you're right because, yeah. you know, your mates do live vicariously. <laughs> Dave's great, because it's like we're brothers. Yeah. He just, he just asks us outright. He goes, so, you know, and I was like, no, I've, what do you mean? You know, so, and he's always like, he's always going, yeah, yeah. What about, that have you one. thought about that one or this one or that one? And I was like... Well, yeah, I, I do try and find your suitable partners. You do, then, no, no. You know, it's I'm... only when you, you know, well, anyway, I've got a bone to pick with you, but that's another story. Oh. But um, but no, I think... What bone is that? It, it, it's funny, I've got to admit, I, 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 got, I got set up on a... I remember like when I was single with a, with a few dates, but yeah. they were entirely inappropriate, really. And then I had to find myself going through the evening and dig myself out of it. Because I went along to be polite to keep them happy. And found myself, you know, oh, gold, you know. Um, In all honesty, though, most single people at the beginning go, go on, you need to find me somebody. Go, have you got any good looking friends? Who, you know, that is kind of the conversation when you're first single. <clears throat> and you kind of hope your friends are going to introduce you, don't you? I mean, that's at the beginning. And so you can't mm. complain when they start helping out and doing something. Yeah, no, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, you I think, yeah. 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 You need access. Where else are you going to meet them? Well, I, so I'm a bit old-fashioned. I wouldn't have a clue about your Tinders and your no, Bumbles anymore. No, I don't get any of that. That's I easy don't... to meet now without your friends, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. How do you do it? You know, I feel so self-conscious on Tinder. Well, look at the state of me at the minute. You know. But you, um... could you imagine the hairy biters on Tinder? I mean, it would be like, the, it'd be chaos. 
Wouldn't it? We'd be better, we'd be better off on Grinder. Harry Bears. Yeah. But we did have quite a following amongst the bear community, didn't we? The, the bear community, by the way, it's men who like hairy men. And um, oh, now, wrong with it, but we had a huge following amongst the bears. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, nice, yeah. nice lads. I'd well, never heard of that. Oh, no, we were described on one thing as woofalicious. <laughs> That. Which I'd, I took as I'd a agree. huge compliment. <laughs> yeah. But mind you, you know, sometimes though, if you're with a bad partner, you know, or, or you're dating somebody who's not good for you, wouldn't it be nice if the friends chipped in and told you that, had the confidence to go, mm. now nah, they're a wrong one. That's a tough one though. So you, I mean, you can't tell somebody else how to live their life and they'll be blinded if they're happy. How do you do that? I think that's tricky. It's impossible, isn't it? Uh, were you a good friend to tell them or a bad friend? I think if they're cheating or they're doing something awful, then you put your hands up. But if you just don't like them, it's not your choice, is it, really? That's mm-hmm. what I think anyway. It's a tricky mm. one. It's Yeah, yeah, it is a tricky one. It, it, it is tricky because you just kind of go, oh, no, man, mm. no. Oh, dear. It's like, yeah, because it is their choice. And, it, it, they, you know, they may come out the end of it and... You know, I do think lots of friends, though, they, they don't like it if their friends don't like their partner and it doesn't make their social life very nice. So I think naturally you f- it'll go it'll fall by the wayside because you, you all need your friends. I had some friends of mine uh, oh, way before I met Lil and we were on, you know, I was living there. And we we're trying to fix me up with a friend of theirs <coughs> and I'll, ch- I'll call her Denise. It wasn't called Denise, but I'll have to change the name. And she said, and I went out with Denise for the night out and I quite liked her. And I thought, oh, well, see what happens. Do you know what I mean? It was, she was, you know, uh, she's, the actual big seller was where friends said, you'll be all right with her. She's not a gold digger. She's got her own bungalow. Now, <laughs> as a start, that wasn't a good thing. You know, I'm quite capable of stairs. By the way, I thought she's all right. Any road <laughs> Got back. Anyway, I got this letter from Denise saying she didn't want to see me again. Oh, well, never mind. I would have took her out. Like, I mean, I thought, you know, I didn't envisage me spending my life with her. No. But what was so funny is when the bikers took off, the neighbours went back and said, Bet Denise is gutted now, she said. <laughs> the neighbours said, Oh, aye, she certainly will be. <laughs> I bet there are a number of women in the past there going, Oh, I met him once. I had him once. Oh, I bet there's a list of them out there. No, no. <laughs> oh, Denise, you know who you are, but you're not really Denise. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I expect you still hope you still got your bungalow. That was the selling point. She's got her own bungalow. Don't you worry, she's got her own bungalow. Uh, she's not a gold digger, she's got her own bungalow. <laughs> the all she likes, I've gotten out. <laughs> that's the name of her. That's a book title, isn't it? That's a good one, that. All right, so uh, for Sarah then, so uh, what should she do uh, for her friends? Uncle, uh, Uncle Dave. I think just say, look, Get off me back if you want. Or if you've got any nice friends, please introduce me, but take control. Uncle Si. Same as Dave. And posture to dash. Yeah, I'm interested if they're really, really good options. Otherwise, leave me alone. Yeah. And yes. do check whether or not they have a bungalow. <laughs> well, that's obviously the first question. <laughs> that's the first question. I mean, that's it? just how it is. <laughs> yes, and you know what they say about men who've got a bungalow? Go Nothing up top and lots downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. All right, our next problem is called My Fantasy Fancy Man. And we need one lady's name. I wonder who oh, we could Please, ask. I'm not prepared. Well, you said every Sunday now you were writing down names. But what, got it. We, go on. Simone. Sim- 
You've got to be kidding. It's weird enough sat next to you in a hotel room without picking Simone. Simone, because that's the closest thing I could think of as a name, and then I just changed it. That's so impressive. Uh, Simone has written and says, Good morning, glorious dudes. I'm a huge fan of yours. Wondered if I might have your insight in the following. I'm a happily married lady with two little girls. I've loved my husband since meeting him at college 22 years ago, though it took me 10 years to convince him to go on a date with me. I've just listened to the podcast with sex scores on the doors. Uh, so I wanted to say we average once a week in the sack. This was a podcast on the Agniacos <laughs> a while ago where we wondered how, what was the average number of times once a week for Simone here. Up until six months ago, I hadn't even contemplated looking at another man. However, I have an extremely attractive, also married with two kids colleague who works in the next office and he's started appearing in my dreams. Sometimes he's just there. Other times it's more erotic. Now, I'd never do anything in real life to endanger my marriage, but is it wrong to fancy someone else while loving another? I feel so guilty after having dreams with the guy. I question my own sanity. Thanks, Simone. Over to you. Mm. Well, there's no... The thought, poli- the thought police aren't going to come, and as long as you don't act upon it, the thought police is gonna, isn't going to come and, you know... I mean, you might, you know, your halo might get a little bit cloudy but other than that you can always polish it up again i mean this you cannot stop your <clears throat> thoughts surely no no I, I had a talk with lil about this and um you see my fantasy figure well well in, in a very nice way it's more on mind as well as body of course uh, was penelope <laughs> cruz you see with um, well it was that film ham on ham on wasn't it the Moldavar film where she's stark naked beating this other woman with a ham you see it fulfilled a lot of functions (laughs) well you see it's clearly on his mind a lot I can see now oh no it's magnificent you see uh, and her her figure was Robert Downey Jr you see so she said you know that's fine that's her fan so so we got it all out in the open but the chances of me getting off with Penelope Cruz are about the same as her getting off with Robert Downey Jr yeah, that's safe then, isn't it? But this is a colleague in an office. I personally think you're absolutely got to have your thoughts. If we didn't look around places and think, oh, he's a good-looking chap or she looks lovely, I like his... You know, you've got yes. to compliment people in here. You've got to be able to do that. It's slightly embarrassing, possibly, to go to the office and think, oh, I just dreamt I shagged you last night. You can't say that. How's, would you like a no. coffee? That's that's trickier because you, you're not going to meet Penelope Cruz realistically and have the option, but she's got options. So it is a bit tricky and she's bound to bump into him over the coffee machine and blush. And then she might actually confess to somebody in the office, oh, oh, God, I can't stop dreaming about him. And then it all starts to merge with reality. Is yeah. she thinking about him too much? Is she bumping into him too often? Tricky one, I think, that one. But I do think you're allowed to think about other people or look at them and compliment them. Think, you know, I do think that's normal. Yeah, I think it's normal. Oh, it's What's normal. The, it's normal. It's, it's definitely fine. normal. And and don't, don't worry about it, Simone. No, if your relationship's solid and you, you fancy the partner you're with, then, then it's cool, isn't it, really? Yeah. Look how solid my relationship is. I'm in a hotel room with, with Cy King. I mean, it's, it's perfect on a Monday morning just after breakfast. <laughs> Such a solid marriage I've got. He's a lawyer, isn't he? He's a lawyer. Get Watch out. out. <laughs> That's it, you're stuffed. You, you're lucky. You're, big, you're bigger than him. You're all right. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's funny, isn't it? Fantasy, like fantasy football, isn't it, really? Yeah. Is it? But yeah, no, the colleague thing depends if you don't let it get out of hand, then it gets mm. obsessive. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that. Yeah, there is that. Don't yeah, turn you, into a stalker. No, no, you follow on the Tesco's and that. If the question is, well, she's told us now. But is she going to tell her husband? I mean, is she actually going to admit this? You know, 
to her husband. Yeah, I'm dreaming about oh. my colleague because then it gets a bit dangerous too. I think. Mm. Yeah, keep strum and just keep it in your head where it should be. Enjoy it in your head. Yeah, in your dreams. To, you can go wild in your head as long as you don't do it at the Christmas party. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, it's funny. Me, we, um, well, 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 he's a good mate of ours. Um, or I can't say names, can I? But nah. he's, he's lush, and and he's. Um, his wife is she's she's quite not shy but yes quite shy on, on that front and we were staying the other week and it was so funny we were watching Fake Our Fortune and I did admit to you know thinking that Fiona Bruce was quite attractive anyway on Fake Our Fortune the fellas it's Philip Mould the art dealer and I couldn't believe it when she said I, I really fancy him <laughs> and, um, and, and, and my friend was sitting there and I thought and um, I thought, but no, he's, he's very posh. Are you sure? Yes. And we were, we were watching Simon Reeve, you know, in South America. And she said, I find him quite attractive too. <laughs> She's got and, a list. And my mate was there, but then Lil said, yeah, he is gorgeous, isn't he? And I said, you're going to tell me next that you both fancy Brian Cox, professor. And they went, oh, yes. And he's, <laughs> he's coming out with booking pools now, you know. Well, there we go, Simone. So the advice for Simone, as long as it stays in your head, no harm done. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email to the agony uncles. It's time to head over to Confidential Corner. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear this word. Oh. Okay then, I'll just say it once and then it's gone. Okay, but uh, we'll say it once we have a name. We need one normal male name and one male name that begins with a W because I have been provided with the name of this particular person. It begins with W and the, the, it doesn't work unless I have the W. So uh, Uncle Dave, a W male name and Uncle Si, a normal male name. Willie. Willie. That's going to be perfect, isn't it? And Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Si. Terry. Terry has written to us about Willie the Wine Wanker. Dear... <laughs> I, I won't say it again. Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, I hope you can offer some advice. I'm chairman of our local cricket club in our village. We're not very good, but we do have a good laugh and we enjoy our weekend games through the summer. So in October, we always get everyone together for an end-of-season dinner. We all do the catering ourselves, we meet up in our cricket pavilion, and everyone is responsible for part of the menu, but the club does buy a few bottles of wine for us all to share, so we end up getting silly into the wee small hours. It's a much-loved event in our calendar. Now, a couple of years ago, a new family moved into the village, and the gentleman of the household is a rather nifty spin bowler. Let's call him Willie. So we welcomed him into the team without knowing his annoying habit. At last year's dinner, he turned up with his partner and we explained that as we don't have a bar at the pavilion, we just all share the bottles of wine that the club buys. He picked up one of the bottles, looked at it, didn't say anything, instead disappeared, only to reappear half an hour later with two bottles of his own wine that he wouldn't share. He said we shouldn't be offended, but his wine palette was far superior to ours and he wasn't able to drink the wine that we provided. Now, I'm organising this year's event and I'm in a bit of a tears about what wine to get. The stuff he likes is way beyond our budget and we've always been happy with our boxes of wine from Tesco. Any advice? Terry, over I to step you. step in quickly? He's a wanker. <laughs> he is a wanker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top draw, grade A wanker. Yeah. yeah. One, if he's going to turn up, 
He just puts it on the table and you all have a go at the wine. He's a proper idiot and um, he's obviously trying to be superior. And, and there's not wrong, you know, there's horses for courses. If you're having a bit of a beano, then you just, you just get what's cheap and plenty to go around and enjoy it. And actually there are a lot, as you see, well, Saturday Kitchen, Ollie Smith, there's a lot of wines there for a fiver that are really good, you know, and just enjoy it. Horses for courses. Sometimes it's nice to splash out on a bottle of wine. But I mean, I, I hate it in restaurants when you get the inevitably middle-aged man who look at the wine list and the and all this and they haven't got a clue i mean i i like i i just asked the sommelier what have you got because yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, it's what he does for a living you don't ask the chef how to cook yeah um yeah. use a sommelier but then you've got the wine wanker who's telling the sommelier what he's got in his cellar then he'll then he'll order the chateauneuve de pape if it's red and a bottle of chablis if it's white that's if he's on a budget that, that's if he's splashing but um i nah. love it they call them the abcs and uh, and it's exactly as Dave says that there's the typical ABC and it's anything but Chardonnay. And then oh, what yeah. they'll do is they'll yeah. go and they'll order Chablis, a Chablis, which is a Chardonnay, you know, which is a Chardonnay. I love, my Chardonnay. I love Chardonnay. It's brilliant. So and it's just like oh, I'll have a Chardonnay. Oh. And, and it's like well, that's a that's that's a Chardonnay. You, yeah, all the white, the, the big white Burgundies. Uh, well, actually, now we're talking. And, yeah, I mean, like, sounding sound like wine wankers now, aren't we, Kingy? We are true. But you're right, though. There are so many good wines at a lower price. If you just have a little yeah, read around and look around, you can do it. it yeah, but that, it's not the spirit of it. It's not, no. isn't it? Is it? You know, I mean, this bloke. Yeah. Where I'm sorry, I've got a far superior palate for wine than you so lot. Rude. Oh, f- get yeah. lost! It's like just join in with the spirit of it, man. You're, you're, you're having a party with a few Sarnies and your mates around that yeah. you play cricket with. What? What are you? What are you, what are you saying? Yeah. yeah, what are you proving with that? It's just I agree, bollocks. Yeah. Just chug into the wine box with good grace. Exactly. And if you're yeah. going to bring posh bottles of wine, share them. You oh, tight ass git. Yeah, yeah. It's contrib- contributions to the fold, isn't it? Exactly. But you know, you, you're not gonna uh, to do like that. You don't need to. to I know, no, it's completely repellent because actually that tells a lot about his character. It does. It, it yeah, does. Yeah. Huge amount. But yeah, I mean, really, what, what's he getting out of it? No one's gonna like him because he's gone and said that. He's tipped. I mean, it's, it's not enjoyable for anybody else. I mean, it's just, it's just really poor, poor and show, basically. It is a poor show. So tell, tell, so our Terry. Just you buy the wine that you don't don't be dictated to by somebody else. This is the problem you see. The majority rules. Not what you don't you don't change what you've done for years because you've got because you can be a bit of a spin bowler. You know, I mean, like just he either falls in or he doesn't. Let him bring his own wine. Well, yeah, you, him. you need to free Willie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of my favourites is my, um, I'm not going to name names, but there's a, a friend of um, my husband's who, yeah, anyway, he, he likes to think he knows quite a lot uh, about things sometimes. And he did actually uh, sat, sit down, sat down once at a table, a lovely restaurant in Marylebone, actually, Marylebone High Street. And he was very obnoxious about the wine and don't, I'll do it, I'll do it, all that business. And then he ordered a red wine and it came and it was chilled. And so he loved to stand up and go, this is outrageous, my red wine is chilled, that's take it back. And they went, oh, no, hmm. sir, you did order 
the, the chilled red wine. It's our special one. And he was all blah, 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 blah. And I was like, do you know what? You were just showing off. And I'm just so thrilled that wine waiter just took you straight down. And he was like, oh, yes, delicious, delicious. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Presume just, yeah. from the knees. And I was like, seriously, seriously, get over Why? it. Why? What is it? What is that? What is that? About? I was remember your story, King. Do you remember, was it in Australia? Wait, where you got the not you, you missed a knot off the price. Oh no! You thought it no. was like seventy dollars, and it was seven hundred dollars. No, no, no! That's I paid seven hundred dollars oh, for a bottle of wine. Oh, you carried it through. You drank it already. Well, yeah, no, because I thought it was seventy, and I thought, and then I, I'm halfway through 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 That's dinner, awful. and I'm thinking, and my partner at the same school. The, the, the service has changed dramatically <laughs> and I was like you. what I went oh yeah so it has yeah yeah and I still hadn't clocked it so then you know it was like it was like Kate and Wills when we left the restaurant everybody was like thanks very much and I went to pay the bill I nailed me arse fell off oh I was like seven hundred and I was trying to go Miss goes well, what 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 and I'm going you you should have brought your reading glasses. And she went, why, why? I said, I've missed a knot off this. She went, you, 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 you're you, kidding. And I went, no, 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 I'm not. No. That was a big mistake. That was a massive mistake. And ever since then, I still haven't bought a pair of reading glasses. <laughs> still haven't. There is, a, there is a cut-off limit that I would never pay for wine because I think in today's times, it's just ridiculous. Even, you know, even if... You're feeling flush. I'd never do yeah. it because I think it's mm. immoral. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I've never tasted a Chateau Petrus. No, and you know that. Oh. No, I've ne- never had it. But I could never bring myself to either me or anybody else spend that on wine. No. I'll make a phone call to the marketing manager later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought if I mention it, if I mention it, Chateau Petrus, Chateau Petrus. You know, apparently Gordon Ramsay said it's fabulous. Even Piers Morgan will sit there with his bottle of Petrus. But Psyching and David Myers, it's not never passed our gullet, has it? No, it has not. How much, how, how, much, how much is a bottle of Chateau Petrus then? About 1,200 quid. God almighty, that's a car. Hey, Pabs are bloody lootly. Never. It's only about 120 in size books, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bargain. OK, well, on that note, let's go around the table just for a bit of advice for Terry, who is going to order his box of wine from Tesco. What should he do? Uncle Cy. Order his box of wine from Tesco and find another spin bowler because that <laughs> dude is Willie is a uh, posh dash. Yeah, we'll order it from Tesco and tell him where to stick it. And Uncle Dave, I think Willie deserves not to be on the team because he mm. doesn't fit in with everybody else. Teamwork is dream work. If, if your, your life's, life's in a mess, mess then the email, email address is the agony uncles at the hairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to us on the Agony Uncles podcast, which was sponsored today by the Mighty Meter. Now, if you've not heard of Meter, it's a fabulous wireless meat thermometer that really works. So, you stick it in your roast and then use the Meter app on your phone to see how it's doing to get that temperature exactly right. It works on the barbecue, in a frying pan, it works in an air fryer. Basically, if you use meter, you'll have the confidence to cook like a proper professional. Yeah, I have to admit, meter is great. And they are sponsoring the Agony Uncles podcast. But not just that, they are great. And they've done you a favour now. Because, as one of our listeners, you can get a meter for 20% off. That's a fifth. 20% off. It's an exclusive offer for Agony Uncle listeners. 
And it's easy to get your 20% off. Just go to meter.com, which is spelt M-E-A-T-E-R, and use the code HAIRY20. See what they did there? Can he cool to get 20% off anything in the meter range? It's great that meter are working with us because we generally do love their products and use them. Mm-hmm. Um, so go on, have a look at the shop online and use. I know I've recently got an Arca, so it's a bit kind of hit and miss. So my meter has made it work. Oh, it's great that Arca, I love it. I was, I it's even better with the meter, meter, mate. I tell it you, is, yeah, it is, it is. I don't knacker up my Sunday roast. I tell you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and so there'll uh, be a new episode of The Agony Uncles every Friday, so remember to subscribe, please subscribe, to make sure you don't miss a single one. So, from Posh Tash... Bye! The Thin White Duke... Goodbye! And of course, from us with love. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.